0: So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode. What's up, insiders? Brian Reese here, the VA Claims Insider, coming at you live from Austin, Texas. Super important video topic today, all right? We're talking about how to get a 100% P&T, permanent and total VA rating. Now, a lot of veterans are very confused about this right? We mistakenly interchange the words permanent and total, total and permanent. And they mean two completely different things, which I'm going to explain. I'm going to talk you through that. Um, and a lot of vets, especially who are in the 90% to 100% scheduler ratings, uh, have questions about, okay, well, how do I get upgraded to 100% P&T, right? Because, I'm afraid that the VA is gonna reduce my rating, right? And I don't I don't wanna have my benefits reduced. Um, I get that, right? I understand the, the 100% percent p um, and is an unbelievable benefit to those who qualify, not just because your disability ratings are protected, okay, from further rating reductions, but also because you qualify for a host of other unbelievable benefits. Okay, one of the ones that comes to mind um, is CHAMP VA, which are health care uh, benefits for dependents if you're 100% P&T, okay? If you're just 100% scheduler, you don't qualify for CHAMP VA, okay? So that's a big one are the health benefits for dependents. Uh, there's a whole bunch of other stuff, Chapter 35 educational benefits. Um, there's a whole a whole laundry list of stuff. So Hey Joey, hey Kaylin, welcome uh, insiders from uh, around the world jumping in. Uh, Brian Reese here. Again, we're talking about 100% percent p t today, okay? Permanent and total VA disability benefits, how to get 100% percent p t rating, how to get your 100% or 90% or disability rating up to that level, um, if of course you're eligible and qualify by law, okay? Jump on everybody, let me know you can hear me okay. Uh, shoot me a comment here if you're watching this thing live. Uh, I'm gonna try to answer as many questions as I can as well across Facebook and YouTube, okay? All right, so let's talk about, let me rewind before we get to 100% percent p and and let me go and I'll explain the four possible paths to a 100% VA disability rating, okay? Because I think that's important. Um, and then I'm going to talk a little bit about the upgrade process to p and okay, and how that qualifies, how it's defined, um, and how we can get there. Good comms. Thanks, Antonio. Hey, Dan. Hey, Ronnie. Good to hear from you guys. Hope everybody's doing well. Hey, Gil. Um, okay, so the path's to 100%. Let's start, first of all, with um, just the standard 100% temporary rating. Okay, so for example, if your service-connected disabilities have rendered you hospitalized. Okay, maybe you've had uh, an example here would be a total knee replacement. Okay, if you've had a total knee replacement, you qualify for a period of 12 months following the surgical procedure and hospitalization to be compensated at the 100% level. Okay, now that would be considered a temporary 100% VA disability rating, something like a total knee replacement, a hospitalization, a heart transplant, something significant and serious, okay? But again, that's temporary, okay? So that's number one of four. Um, The second way you can be 100% is by getting what's called TDIU, okay? More commonly referred to as IU or individual unemployability. What that means is your service-connected disabilities are rated less than 100%, but you're still being paid at the 100% level, okay? Because your service-connected disabilities have rendered you unemployable. Now, what this means, guys, according to VA law, is you're unable to hold substantially gainful employment because of your service-connected disabilities, okay? What does substantially gainful employment mean? That means that it's essentially the poverty line. Okay, it's about, I think it's like $14,100 per year is the annual salary that's deemed substantially gainful employment according to the U.S. government. Okay, I have a whole other blog post talking about uh, how to win your TDIU claim if you believe you qualify for individual unemployability. Okay, um, the, the downside, of course, of individual unemployability is it can be changed and in many cases the veteran might want to return to the workforce okay which i always encourage all right regardless of who you are how battered and broken you might be guys every veteran in my opinion needs a purpose in their life you need a calling you need something to do something that wakes you up in the morning um and a lot of times that means through your work right through through your vocation so if your individual unemployability right now and you're aiming to return to the workforce, I encourage you to do so. Return to the workforce, understanding that your benefit might change, file for an increase with new and relevant medical evidence, okay? And you'll be just fine, okay? But that's the deal with individual unemployability is there are income limitations with that, okay? So that's number two, individual unemployability. The third way you can be 100% is by what's, we call it the hard way, okay? 100% scheduler, VA rating, AKA 100% the hard way. What that means is you've probably got a disability around 50 or 70, you've got another one around 30 or 50, another one around 30 or 40, another one around 20, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, right? And in the VA's combined calculation, right, their fuzzy math calculation, you come out to be 95.00% or higher, which rounds up to 100. Um, a lot of vets are 100% scheduler, Okay, 100% the hard way. Now, the, the benefit, of course, is you're getting paid at the 100% level. You qualify for 100% VA disability benefits just like everything else. But of course, it's not p and because at 100% scheduler, you can be re-examined and it can be reduced. Okay? So that's uh, the, the third way. 100% the hard way, 100% scheduler, you typically have to have a whole host of rated disabilities. Usually you gotta have at least two or three that are above 50%, um, otherwise you, you just can't get there mathematically, okay? So a lot of vets here, my voice might be going, Brian, I'm rated 100%, but I wanna be 100% P&T, right? I don't ever want the VA to be able to reduce my benefits, okay, which I understand, that's a, that's a risk right? It's absolutely a risk, um, and it causes a lot of angst and anxiety among fellow vets, which I get, okay? And then the fourth way, uh, the most coveted way, of course, is to be deemed 100% P and T, which stands for Permanent and Total. Now, it actually is called Total and Permanent, according to CFR 38, uh, part four, the schedule for uh, for um, rating disabilities. But um, the interesting thing about P is a lot of vets just don't know what P&T even means or what qualifies, okay? So I'm gonna run through a few of those things and then I'll take your questions. Hey Leah, hey Michael, he says the video's skipping. Oh no, hopefully uh, it's not my internet connection. I uh, hope you can catch this video live again as well, Michael, on either Facebook or YouTube um, after we're done, okay? So let's talk though about total disability first, okay? Now, total disability, by the way, can be reduced, okay? You could be deemed 100% totally disabled for PTSD and you're 35 years old and you're up for a reevaluation and the VA determines that, no, your your total, 100% total disability rating for PTSD has improved, right? And you could potentially be lowered to, say, 70%. Now, in order for them to do that, They have to have new medical evidence that clearly shows a level of sustained improvement over time, okay? Uh, Again, can it happen? Yes, it can. Now, one quick note, if you ever do get a reevaluation, okay, if you get a notice in the mail of the Department of Veterans Affairs saying, hey, Brian, hey, Lee, hey, Marty, hey, Jim, hey, Steve, you're up for a reevaluation for GERD, PTSD, right, muscular skeletal condition, migraine headaches, whatever it is, make sure you go to that exam, okay? If you can't make it, you better pick up the phone and call if it's a contracted company or the VA uh, examiner who booked it and get it changed to a date and time that you can make, okay? Because by law, if you fail to go to the C&P exam, the compensation and pension exam for a reevaluation. They can reduce your benefits and take it away with no notice. Okay, they have to send you a letter um, and you can still fight it, but they can reduce your benefits for failing to show to a CNP exam uh, for a reevaluation. Okay, so you absolutely have to go to those. Okay. Um, okay, so we talked a little bit about total disability though. Um, another thing though is total can be temporary. Okay. Uh, you heard me talk about the total knee replacement. If you've got major issues with your knee and you end up hospitalized, you have a total knee replacement, okay? You actually qualify to be paid at the 100% total rating for a period of 12 months following the surgery, okay? But again, that's temporary. So that's not P and T. That's 100% uh T. That would be temporary, right? For temporary total disability. Um So, okay, so let's talk about permanence now, because this is very important as well. A lot of vets don't understand the concept of permanence. By law, the VA can factor in a veteran's age when trying to determine permanence, okay? Now, this is also very, very, very important for us to understand as veterans, and I'll just use myself as an example, okay? I'm 36 years old. It's not likely that the VA is gonna look at my conditions and say, Brian, you're permanently disabled. And the reason they're unlikely to do that guys is because I'm 36 years old. So if they look at my conditions and they go, okay, well, you have a mental health condition. Well, you're only 36 years old and your mental health condition might improve over time. Okay, and that's true, it, it might, right? Um, another good example would be like migraine headaches, um, if you're a younger person, it's possible that those improve over time, okay? So here's a good rule of thumb. It's not hard and fast. It's just uh, from our own observations and what we've learned doing this for the past four years. Um, if you're under 55 years old, okay, it's unlikely that you have conditions that are going to be deemed permanent. Now, it's possible based on a combination of service-connected disabilities or ratings that you have. If you've lost a limb in combat, okay, obviously that's going to be permanent, right? You're not going to get your limb back. If you're blind, if you're suffering from some type of a very serious medical condition that's not going to improve, maybe it's Lou Gehrig's disease or ALS or something like that, um, you can be deemed permanent under 55 years old, okay? But again, outside of those things, Age is the biggest factor in determining permanence, okay? Remember that. Age is the biggest factor in determining permanence of your VA disability ratings. Now, the flip side is also true, okay? Just because you're 30 or 45 or 50 years old, um, it's possible that your mental health condition worsens over time, okay? That's possible, um, it's also possible that uh, some type of migraine headache condition or disease or something in which you were rated less than 100% gets worse over time, okay? So just because the VA is going to not deem you permanent for that condition and they're going to schedule you for a reevaluation, okay, they're called routine future examinations, um, it's possible that it's, <laughs> they're not just out to screw you. Okay, this is something that I talk to vets about all the time. They might actually be reevaluating you because your condition might have worsened. Okay, not that your condition improved; it might have worsened. So, because the condition might have worsened, the VA wants to make sure that they're compensating you at the appropriate level, okay, based upon occupational social uh, impairment. That's what all disability claims come down to, guys, is how much are your disabilities limiting or affecting your life? Because the severity of symptoms, that is what ties directly to the rating criteria under the law. Okay, It's all about the symptoms, Um, which reminds me, before we go much further, I'm going to cover it real quick. What are the three things you have to have in all VA disability claims? You've got to have a medical diagnosis, number one. You have to have a nexus, okay? Meaning the disability was caused or made worse by your active duty service or by another service connected disability if you're going for secondary service connection, okay? And then the third part under the law, severity of symptoms. How are your disabilities currently limiting or affecting your life, okay? That includes your work, your life, your social functioning. Okay, absolutely crucially important that you remember those three things and you keep those in the back of your hip pocket as you're going to file a disability claim for the first time or request an increase. Okay, if you believe that uh, you're eligible by law to be paid at the higher rate. Okay, which reminds me by the way, if you need help, this is what we do guys at VA Claims Insider, okay? We are veterans helping veterans get the VA disability rating and compensation you deserve. We do it through medical evidence. That's the secret sauce in VA claims, guys. We learned this a long time ago. Most veterans get denied or are underrated because their disabilities are not clearly documented in your active duty service treatment records and or you can't prove the nexus, which is that logical link or connection to your service. to an in-service incident, injury, or stressor, okay? Well, guess what? When you come into VA Claims Insider Elite today, that's what we do. We connect you with qualified, vetted medical professionals in our referral network who will conduct disability benefit questionnaire review exams and write competent and credible medical nexus letters for a whole host of conditions which by the way, do you know that there's 833 rateable disabilities under the law? I didn't know that. 833. And by the way, guess what we're building right now? The Insider's Guide to 833 VA Disabilities Under the Law, fully explained step-by-step. Stay tuned. It's coming up. It's not going to be ready yet for a little bit yet. It's a, a Herculean undertaking, but we're building it right now. Okay, but if you need help, guys, if you need more medical evidence to prove your disabilities or conditions, to service connect conditions that were previously denied, get inside VA Claims Insider Elite $7,500 worth of value that we're offering you. Okay. You're going to get immediate access to the Elite Experience Portal, which contains all of our high-value proprietary resources. You're going to get access to the buddy letter generator tool you're going to get access to the va claims insider mastermind group on facebook unbelievable the conversations that are happening there our templates our quick hit videos we're giving all of that away to you for free okay if you want to sign up it's a free three-step intake guys you can go to va insider elite.com hopefully one of my team members as well can post it here in the chat. If you're watching on YouTube later on today, um, I'll post the link inside of the comments section. So again, guys, you need help. You need more medical evidence. You think you're underrated. You're banging your head against the wall. That is why we exist, to move you forward, to help you get the rating and compensation you deserve. Okay. You can go to vaclaimsinsiderelite.com. Okay. All right. So let's move back into this topic of 100% 100% P&T. So I talked about total disabilities and then I talked about permanence, okay? If you're under 55 years old, okay, it's unlikely that conditions are going to be deemed permanent unless they're obvious. Chronic medical conditions, loss of a limb, you're blind, um, things like that. But if you're younger, the advice I have for you guys is keep getting help. Keep going to your appointments. You should be going to your VA primary care doctor at least once a year for an annual physical. You can be using the My Healthy Vet platform to request uh, prescription refills of any medications you're taking. Um, you can secure message your doctors and your medical team, whether it's your primary care team or it's your mental health team. You can message them via secure messaging right on My Healthy Vet. And by the way, did you know that when you secure message through their HIPAA-compliant system, that's medical evidence, guys. Every single time you message them, those conversations get recorded and uploaded into your VA medical records. How do I know that? Because I've looked at mine. You can download a complete copy of your VA medical records at vet, or you can request a copy of your C file, your VA claims file, and you're going to see all of the medical evidence that they're getting. There's a lot of stuff you might not even realize is in there of conversations and such um, that you're having with vets, okay? Or that you're having with uh, with your medical professionals. So very important to keep going to your exams. I want you to get help, okay? The goal here is to get better, by the way. The goal here is not to get worse. So let me be clear about that. If you've got service-connected disabilities, Brian Reese and the VA Claims Insider team, we want you to improve whether it's a mental health condition, migraine, headaches, musculoskeletal, plantar fasciitis, whatever it is you're going through, we want to help you through it. Okay, your mind, your body, your spirit, we want you to get better. Now, unfortunately, in our experience, conditions typically get worse. Okay, as we age, the conditions get worse. So that's why. The 55 years old threshold is so important, okay? Because at 55 years old, that's the threshold or the level that the VA is looking at to say, okay, 55 to 57 years old is typically when people start retiring from the workforce, okay? So are they going to be going back in to the workforce with a permanent disability rating? No. So typically after 55 years old, they're going to stop looking at you. Now, is it possible that they order a reevaluation? Absolutely. They can always reevaluate you guys um, unless you're P&T. Okay, then they can't. Okay, so we've talked about total disability ratings. We've talked about permanence. Okay, it usually comes down to age. And now I'm gonna share a few of the things of how you get upgraded to P&T, okay? The, the general rule that we follow is you don't really apply for P&T although you can, okay? So I want to share what I mean by that. Little known fact, you can actually apply to be upgraded to 100% percent p t if you believe and in the medical opinion of your doctors that your conditions are unlikely to improve, okay? Again, that comes down to the permanence factor. Now, 55 years old is a the threshold they're going to look at-ish to determine permanence, but guess what? There's lots of people under 55 years old who have p and ratings, okay? Because they were able to prove medically that their conditions were static, permanent, and unlikely to change. Okay, so what can you do? First of all, I want everyone to know what your status actually is. Okay, you need to know if you're and already, or if you're IU, or if you're receiving special monthly compensation. Now the way you can do it, first of all, is you remember that big, ugly, yellow manila envelope that the VA sends you, that's your rating decision letter, okay? So in your rating decision letter, that's where you can actually read and digest what they rated you at, whether it's permanent, whether it's total, if there's any routine future evaluation scheduled, AKA upcoming compensation and pension re-evaluation exams. Okay. And then there's going to be a block in there that talks about whether you're permanent in total and whether you're in receipt of special monthly compensation or not. Okay. So that's the first way is you can look at that big, ugly yellow. It's like a 10 to 20 page printout that actually has the, the VA's rationale for why they assigned the particular rating that they did. Okay. So that's way number one that you can check. The second way is you can log into your eBenefits account, okay? You can scroll to the top, there's a menu bar. You can hover over where it says Manage, then go down and click Documents and Records, then click VA Letters, then click the Veterans Benefits Summary notification, okay? And you'll be able to open uh, an Adobe PDF or a printout of your benefit summary. That's your verification letter. And it's gonna state on there what your rating is, what your monthly compensation amount is, whether you're P and T or not, okay? Permanent and total or not, it's gonna say, is the veteran considered to be uh, permanently and totally disabled as a result of their service-connected disabilities? It's either gonna say yes or it's gonna say no, okay? And then underneath that, it's gonna talk about special monthly compensation if you have special monthly compensation, what you're being paid at, what you're being paid for. Okay, so again, how do you get that letter on eBenefits? You can get it yourself right now. Log into your own eBenefits account, go to the top, hover over Manage. I think it's the second one from, from left. Hover over Manage, scroll down. There should be a section that says Documents and Letters. Okay, then click VA Letters, and then click the Veterans Benefits Summary Verification. Okay, and you can see in there what your rating is, how much you're being paid, um, if you're permanent in total, and if you're in receipt of special monthly compensation. Okay, Again, guys, if you need help, this is what we do. If you're stuck, if you're frustrated, if you're underrated, you've been hearing in other circles that people are getting results with VA Claims Insider, this is your time to step up. This is what we do. We help veterans get disability benefit questionnaires and medical nexus letters so you can win your disabilities, prove service connection, even if you've already filed or been denied, and then get rated at the appropriate level based upon your symptoms. That is the entire reason that we founded this company. Now, if you need somebody to file your claim, don't use us. Go use a VSO, go use an accredited agent, or we'll teach you how to file it yourself. That part is easy. Filing a VA disability claim is super simple. What's not so easy is making sure that you have the right strategy, making sure that the medical evidence is clear. Do you have a diagnosis? Can you prove service connection? Are you rated? Do your symptoms tell the complete story medically as to what you should be rated at? That is what we do, guys. So if you need medical evidence, get into VA Claims Insider Elite. Again, $7,500 worth of value that we're giving away for free. You're going to get immediate access to the Elite Experience portal. You're going to get access to the 24-7, 365 VA Claims Insider Mastermind group on Facebook. You're going to get the Buddy Letter Generator tool, all of our quick hit videos and guides. It's a comprehensive package, guys. All right, You can join us at Claims. Insiderelite.com. Okay, Again, you can either go right now, www.vaclaimsinsiderelite.com. It's a free three-step intake to get started. Okay, So I uh, hope, hope you join us. I'd love to meet you and chat with you a little bit more for all the folks on. By the way, there's over 200 of you on right now live, which is so rad. Um, I love doing these things, right? It's um, this whole movement The VA Claims Insider movement of veterans helping veterans all over the world uh, has become so powerful. And the reason it's so powerful, guys, is not because of me. It's because of you. Y'all are getting results with the medical evidence you need. And you're out spreading the word going, you know what? I know the group who cares. These guys are all fellow disabled veterans and they're amazing human beings they're trained and certified in Brian's process. They've got medical doctors on staff who help. They'll actually call you back. They'll actually assist you from the medical perspective. Guys, we are changing lives on a daily basis. And I could not be more proud. I mean, some, some of the messages we get daily, lives change. Vietnam veterans who've been denied combat PTSD for years, finally, after 30, 40 years, are getting service-connected and rated. People who had a zero or a 10% disability rating who were way underrated because supposedly you know the, the VA couldn't find their service treatment records are being upgraded because of medical evidence. Guys, lives are being changed for benefits that you deserve by law, okay? Again, you can go to VA Claims. InsiderElite.com. elite.com. Okay. Now real quick, before I digress again, I talked about the difference between somebody helping you prepare and file your claim and somebody who's helping you from the medical perspective Two completely different things. Okay guys, VSOs file claims. You can file your own claim. You can work with an accredited agent to file claims and they do those things for free. Okay. Which I recommend you take advantage of. I know many VSOs. They're amazing. I know many of the accredited agents and the attorneys. They're great people, they're very smart, they care a ton. However, there's still a huge difference between filing your claim and making sure you have the right medical evidence to support your winning VA disability claim. That's what we do. We actually have a lot of VSOs and accredited attorneys who use our service for their clients. They have clients under contract who work with them, okay, and they actually help get the medical evidence for the client through our service. That's very common. We see that often, okay? All right, so again, you need some help. Get into VA Claims Insider Elite, okay? You can go to www.vaclaimsinsiderelite.com. Again, vaclaimsinsiderelite.com, okay? Okay. All right, so we talked about 100% P&T, how to get there. I'm going to share one last secret here before I state some uh, take some questions. Okay, uh, what can you do to upgrade to P&T? You have to show approved to the VA that your disabilities or conditions are permanent. The conditions are unlikely to improve with time. Now, one of the ways you can do that is you can request your medical doctor, if you're getting treatment at the VA or a private facility, you can ask your doctor to write a letter on your behalf as to the likelihood that your conditions are gonna improve over time, okay? If your conditions are not going to improve over time, the doctor hopefully will put that in their letter. They have reviewed the veteran's medical records based on the history, the medical etiology says this, The veteran's condition has been at this level for the last 10 years. He's been seeking treatment. I've seen him, blah, blah, blah. Based upon medical evidence and literature, in my medical opinion, it is unlikely that the veteran's migraines, PTSD, depression, insomnia, back condition, lumbar strain, it's unlikely that those conditions are going to improve. Okay? That letter, a medical nexus letter, can be used, okay, in support of your request to get upgraded to p and status, okay? Now, how do you get that letter in? You can actually write the VA regional office in your state, the Vero, and send that letter in in support of your upgrade. Um, you can also open up a claim on e-benefits, now eBenefits, and file for p and status, okay? Um, let's see, how else can you do it? Um, or you can fax it in. You can fax it in to uh, the secure fax line. I think it's in, it's in Jacksonville, maybe. I'll post the link for that. But anyway, if you can't get the letter, we can help with that. Again, we're going to have to do a comprehensive review of your medical records from a medical perspective, okay? but we can help you do that. Okay? Um, quick, quite, there's some uh, comments in here real quick I want to address about the programs. Okay, so VA Claims Insider, we're a membership-based business. Okay, we've got two programs. The one program that I see some folks talking about is called VA Claims Insider Mastery. Okay, that is my self-paced online course. Okay, you can join for a single payment of $9.97 at a 50% discount. Again, that is you on your own going through my entire training program. Okay, there's three modules, 15 video lessons, and you get some pretty awesome bonuses with that as well. Okay, now that program is completely done by you. Hey, but you also get some access to, um, to our medical team. Sorry about that. Um, we also have a program that has no upfront fees. Okay, We never charge you fees to join VA Claims Insider Elite. It's free to get started. That's what I'm talking about here today. And when you join Elite, you're going to get access to the mastermind. You're going to get some pretty awesome bonuses, including the Elite Experience Portal. And then what you're going to get is access to the comprehensive medical record review and access to our med team, okay, of U.S. board certified psychologists, okay, MDs and PACs who can do disability benefit questionnaire reviews and medical nexus letters to support you uh, in pursuit of your VA disability claim. Now guys, when we structured VA claims inside our elite, there's a couple of things that we thought about, okay? Now, I've heard in some other circles that, okay, well, you know, you should just charge your flat fees up front instead of taking an increase in the end. Well, we could, but that would be contrary to our vision and mission, and we would actually be hurting more veterans financially than we would be helping, which is why we don't do it, okay? So let me give you an example. I have seen, I'm not going to name names here, but it makes me so angry I have seen doctors who charge $10,000 for a packet of medical evidence to support your disability claims. Okay, and by the way, they, they weren't even done correctly. They're probably gonna lose. To me, that is absolutely ridiculous. To charge a veteran that kind of money up front for a medical nexus documentation that probably won't even help. To me, that's wrong. Okay, so what could we have done? We could say, okay, well, we're a business. We've got a staff of almost 100 people now. We've got medical doctors. We've got psychologists. These people don't work for free. So, okay, instead of taking a percentage of your increase if we're successful, we'll charge you five or $7,000 up front for the evidence. Guys, I don't want to do that. I don't want to put veterans in a financial situation where you can't afford to join a program to get the medical evidence you need to prove your disabilities by law. I don't want to do that to you. So what we do instead is we let you come in the program freely, we give you access to our thousands and thousands of dollars of proprietary resources upfront, access to our med team at extremely discounted rates, and then we get compensated at six times the monthly increase If and only if we win your claim and get you an increase. Okay, so that way, if you win, we win. If you lose, we lose. So we are literally joined at the hip to walk this journey with you using medical evidence to get what you're legally, morally, ethically, and medically entitled to by law. Okay, that's it. That is it, guys. Now, if you want me to flip the model and start charging five to $7,000 for our programs to include the medical evidence, uh, okay, but guess what? I'm not going to do it. I won't do that to you. As a fellow veteran, I do not want to do that. I do not want a financial constraint to be the reason that somebody can't afford the medical evidence. That is why the program is set up that way. Okay, again, it's a free three-step intake. You can go to VA Claims. InsiderElite.com. Right. And the best part, by the way, and the six times the monthly increase, the way that we have it set up on the monthly payment plan at no interest, it costs you this much. And you're paying us with money that you didn't previously have. So it's not impacting you out of pocket. I mean, guys, I, I can't think of a better way to set it up. Um, but if there is, I'm, I'm all ears. If you guys can think of Uh, of a better way to set this up. I'm I'm certainly open to it, Uh, but we think it's very fair. It's an incentive for us us to go to work for you, for our medical team, Uh, and the results we're getting, it's humbling. It's amazing and it's humbling, okay? Again, you can go to vaclaimsinsiderelite.com. It's a free three-step intake, guys. Um, And by the way, uh, just so you know, when you do sign up, when you complete step one and you complete step two, um, it takes about 96 hours uh, before we get assigned and start working you through the med team. It just takes that long to process the intake to sign you to the right area based upon the information that's submitted. Okay, so once you do sign up, just be a little bit patient. I promise we haven't forgotten about you. Okay, we, uh, we will get to you. Okay, uh, I'm gonna stick around for a few minutes. We've talked a little bit about P&T. We talked about the four paths to get to 100%. We talked about the difference between permanence and total, the factors of age and permanence. Um, Let's see. We talked about uh, when total disability rates can be temporary and when they're not. We talked about um, how you can add medical evidence, how you can upload uh, a permanence letter. Okay, basically you can get a letter from your doctor or from one of our doctors on the likelihood that your disability or condition is to improve over time, Okay very important i think to have that letter and documentation in hand to help you all right let's do some questions so go ahead post your questions if you're on youtube uh, if you're on facebook go ahead and post your questions i've got some awesome team members on by the way thank you guys for uh, jumping in and helping out hopefully they can answer uh, as many questions as they can as well just because we're limited by time Uh, but i'm going to answer as many as i can vicky wrote i love the payment plan Got my increase from 90 to 100%. That's awesome. You're very welcome, Vicky. That's a huge jump. The nine, a lot of vets are trying to make that 90 to 100% leap, um, and it's a big one. Dylan. Hey, Dylan. My son's name is Dylan. D Y L A N. Love it. <laughs> what is the likelihood that the team will be successful in obtaining a P&T rating? Man, I wish I could promise or make a guarantee. I just can't, right? I can't because we don't make the rating decisions. Right. The Department of Veterans Affairs is the sole decision-making authority in determining your VA rating. Now, we're pretty dang good at what we do. Um, I, I'd like to say that I think there's a great chance. Right? There's a more likely than not at least chance that the medical evidence will be successful, uh, Dylan, based upon what it says. Uh, but it's case dependent. right? It does depend on your age. It does depend on what the conditions are that you're trying to deem permanent. Okay? And of course you can always get screwed by a terrible CNP examiner, which which we see. Oh man, don't you want to get my own PTSD rattled up, spike my anxiety, you want to make me angry? Let's start talking about CNP examiners. That's going to make me freaking angry. So I'll 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 take a breath here, punt and uh, and not talk about that at the moment because I do have some videos on here that help you navigate CNP exams and how to punch back if you get a bad CNP exam. Marcus wrote, um, is there any basis for PNT based on orthopedic issues? Absolutely. If you're 57 years old and you've had multiple back surgeries and you've had a lumbar condition rated for 10 years, it's extremely unlikely that that back condition is gonna improve with time, right? As our body ages, we medically know that it breaks down, so it's likely gonna get worse, okay? So absolutely that there's a P&T basis for orthopedic issues. Um, wrote, right, I'm rated 100%, but just need to be evaluated for p and I will be 62 years in two months. Absolutely, right? I mean, you're over 55 years old, and if you determined, if you believe medically that your conditions are permanent and warrant that they're not going to get any better over the course of your life, um, I think you should go for it, all right? Matthew wrote, true, but VSOs don't do a DBQ for you with someone qualified that the VA requires like a board certified psychologist or an MD. That's absolutely correct, right? I love our VSOs. Again, they're they're process owners of the claims process. They're authorized by CFR 38 part 15 to prepare and file disability claims on your behalf. They have power of attorney to act on your behalf. They're trained and certified under the secretary of the VA's rules and and law, codified in federal law. Um, But their biggest limitation is they're not medical doctors. They're not medical experts. They're not going to be able to complete a DBQ for you. They're not going to write a medical nexus letter on your behalf to try to get your obstructive sleep apnea secondary service connected to your service connected PTSD, right? They're not doctors. So, there's some significant limitations with VSOs. Now, there's some upsides, but there's some limitations, okay? Again, what we do complements the work of accredited agents, VSOs, and accredited attorneys. We don't supplement for them, okay? Timothy, <clears throat> quick question. I was service connected disabled rate at 80% IU. After I received a compensation exam, the CMP exam, the pros dropped my rating back from twenty to twenty affect my overall rating. Is it possible that the ten percent reduction might not reduce my compensation? It's possible. It's very possible. So you're receiving IU. You had a CMP exam, and one portion uh, of your disability is going to be reduced. Um, the ten percent reduction only in the VA's fuzzy math calculation is not likely to reduce the IU benefit. Okay, based on what uh, what I'm reading here. What's your best plan going forward? It's up to you. I mean, if you're, if you're truly unemployable because of your service-connected disabilities, then I think you keep it. You stay with what it is and, and you keep fighting the good fight the best you can. On the flip side, if you plan to return to the workforce or you believe that, you know what, you're going to get back out there and hold substantially gainful employment, I think you should go for it. I think you should go for it hundred percent schedule or hundred percent P Okay. Chad, what is the likelihood that degenerative disc disease is static? I would say very likely. Okay. I don't have my medical handbook out in front of me, but it uh, depends on how long Chad. But if you've got degenerative disc disease, something running up and down your spine, again, an orthopedic condition that's unlikely to improve with time. Okay. In fact, it's very likely it's going to get worse with time. Okay. So um, I think that it's highly likely that a degenerative disc disease condition uh, could or would be deemed static. Okay. Betty wrote, thanks for all you do. Ah, oh, you're awesome. Um, for PTSD claims, did I need to say something on active duty? No. Okay. This is a, com- that's a very good question, Brian. I like your first name and how you spell it. B-R-I-A-N. Um, thank you for asking this question because it's an important one if you have a claim for post-traumatic stress disorder, did you need to talk about it while you were on active duty? Absolutely not, right? And probably the biggest reason is most vets are embarrassed. We don't talk about our mental health claims on active duty. I didn't, I was afraid. Heck, I mean, I remember being in Kandahar, Afghanistan, seeking mental health treatment as a captain And I was so embarrassed by it. I remember like praying to the the army psychologist not to write down, not to diagnose me with a mental health condition. I was afraid of getting kicked out. I was embarrassed. I didn't want my troops to find out. I didn't want my boss to find out. Heaven forbid he gets sent home from a combat zone. I couldn't possibly do that. So, I mean, I literally, I remember being in, uh, talking to this army, uh, uh, he was a psychiatrist, excuse me. I remember talking to him about it and I was explaining my insomnia, my depression, the anxiety, the nightmares, I couldn't sleep. And I was literally just begging him to do something to try to save my deployment and not send me home. But I remember being like, I don't have PTSD, no way, like don't, you know, please do not write down that I have PTSD, all right? He put down uh, combat stress and anxiety, but of course it was PTSD, it's exactly what it was. But Brian, to answer your question, it happens all the time, whether you were officer, enlisted, guard, reserve, it doesn't matter, most veterans are embarrassed, we don't talk about our post-traumatic stress disorder our mental health claims while we were on active duty, okay? So it's likely that you might have almost nothing in your active duty service records talking about a mental health condition. Now what is important is here we are 5, 10, 20 years later, you gotta pick up the phone, you have to call VA Mental Health, you gotta make an appointment, you have to be honest, You have to be uncomfortably vulnerable. You have to tell them everything going on with you. Because if you don't, if you hold back, two things are going to happen. Number one, you're going to continue to suffer alone. right? And guess what happens when we suffer alone? Drugs, alcohol, gambling, sex, all of the above. We spiral downhill into the nothingness. I know because I've lived it. I'm you. I am you and you are me. I'm a disabled veteran with the same issues you have, okay? So don't suffer from it alone. Please pick up the phone and get help. Your life is important. Your life means something, okay? If you're hearing my voice, it does. Your life is important and it means something. So please pick up the phone and get help. That's number one. The second thing, guys, is it's absolutely crucial that you have medical documentation for your mental health claim once you go to file it, okay? If you've got nothing in your active duty service records talking about PTSD, you haven't picked up the phone and called the VA to get help for your mental health conditions, you've never gone to a private facility, you've never been to an urgent care, there's nothing anywhere (coughs) that talks about a mental health condition. If you open up a claim for PTSD and file for it, I can virtually guarantee you that claim is gonna be denied, okay? Number one, they're gonna deny it because you might not even have a diagnosis in that case. The number two reason of even if you have a diagnosis, there's almost no evidence of symptoms or records, so they're probably gonna deny service connection, okay? Or if you're lucky enough that there is a diagnosis, they service connected, they're gonna lowball your rating because the symptoms aren't gonna be there, okay? The severity of symptoms is what determines your rating, okay? Um, Dan, what's the best way to jump from 90% to 100%? Okay, so this is a little bit of VA claims strategy, okay? So remember, you've heard me talk before about the difference between low-value claims and high-value claims, right? A low-value claim we characterize at VA Claims Insider is something that has a likelihood of being rated at 30% or less, okay? Under 30%, something rated at 20%, 10%, those would be things like uh, tinnitus, tinnitus, hearing loss, muscular skeletal conditions typically get 0% and 10%, maybe higher. But I think if you're trying to make the leap from 90 to 100, you need to first go find out what your combined rating is. Okay, now we have a calculator at vaclaimsinsider.com called the VA Disability Calculator. You can go plug in based on the total number of service-connected disabilities rated at 10% or higher. Um, you can calculate Dan, what your 90% combined rating is okay if your 90% combined rating is 91% you probably need another 30 or 50% or even a second 30 or 50% to make that jump up to 95.00 to get you to 100 because of the fuzzy math right the way that the calculation works so i think you need to look at the high value claims do you have some underlying mental health condition that you've never filed for? Are you underrated for a mental health condition? Do you have sleep apnea, migraine headaches, a cardiac condition, asthma, okay? Um, things like radiculopathy, all right? We're seeing some radiculopathy claims get rated at 30 and 40% um, per condition, okay? So it, again, it depends upon your body. Right? It ultimately comes down to what's legal, moral, and ethical based upon the medical evidence. Okay? But I think, Dan, that in your claim strategy, you need to get very clear about, okay, what's really going on in your body and what are the conditions that you have the most, uh, the best chance of getting added at a 30, 50, 70% level that are going to help you make that jump, Okay. William, uh, Bill in Dallas. Hey, Bill. What is the primary value of 100% P&T over 100%? So I'd say the main one is you can never have your rating reduced, okay? So your 100% rating uh, is locked in into perpetuity. So that's probably the, the one veterans are most interested in, Bill, is every veteran fears a, a reevaluation, right? We don't trust C&P examiners. I get it. C&P examiner suck, makes me so mad. Um, but anyway, um, that's the, the primary reason, is when you're 100% P&T versus just 100%, the VA can never reduce your rating. Um, the other ones are, of course, CHAMP VA, which is the healthcare for your dependents. So let's say you've got a wife and two kids. If you're 100% scheduler and not P&T, <coughs> yes, you as the disabled veteran get full medical, dental, and vision, but your dependents don't. If you're 100% P&T, on the other hand, your dependents qualify for CHAMP VA, right, In which they can get free healthcare at private facilities, um, which is an, an, an unbelievable benefit, unbelievable benefit. Okay, so that's a big one. There's a, a few other things, chapter 35 benefits, educational benefits, extra stipends and bonuses, uh, you might be 100% t with Housebound, which means you get an extra SMC jump. There's, there's a number of things. Um, I am 70% finally for PTSD. I fought for 12 years to get that to happen. Got screwed by CNP examiners four times. Lucinda, I feel for you. It makes me so angry. Eddie, if you had flat feet when you went into the military, can you still file for flat feet? Absolutely, right? So um, the three-part test, part two is was or is, are the flat feet caused or made worse by your active duty service, okay? So in this example, if you had a pre-existing flat feet condition, then you would be looking at aggravation, okay? So you've got to prove, Eddie, on an at-least-as-likely-as-not basis that the military made your flat feet worse. Okay, they aggravated the condition. Now, flat feet, in and of itself, pes planus is not necessarily rated, but there might be a condition tied to it, like plantar fasciitis, which is the severe heel pain due to flat feet. So in your personal statement or in a nexus letter, for sure you're going to want to be clear and talking about aggravation, of how the military major flat feeder plantar fasciitis worse leo what's up brother please please answer a question for me i'm here man what do you what do you want go ahead and ask it um, is it best to use non-va doctors or va doctors to maintain records i don't think it matters i think i think it's nice to to use the va facilities um, frankly i've had i've had great va doctors guys i have now i'm not talking about cmp examiners I'm talking about the actual doctors um, on the VHA side, the Veterans Health Administration who are treating veterans. I've had great VA doctors, um, and so I'm comfortable going to them. That's what I do. But it's really up to you. It's a matter of personal choice. Um, Hello, I submitted a DBQ for my back and psych increase claims. The VA has still ordered C&P exams for both will the VA have to rate me based on the DBQs I submitted if I don't show up for the exams? So this is a really interesting concept, Theo, and and I'm not going to answer it probably in the way that you want. My personal opinion is if you get scheduled for C&P exams, you should go, okay? Because there was a trigger at some point saying that you need an in-person exam, whether you use DBQs or not. Now, There's some dirty secrets going on inside the VA about compensation and pension exams. And one of the ones that I found out, which is just shocking, is how these VSRs are being incentivized to order compensation and pension exams, even if they're not required, which is totally ludicrous because from the VA Raiders perspective, they get penalized. If they order an examination when they shouldn't have. So I don't understand it, Theo, to answer your question. We're seeing even with quality DBQs and nexus letters, I would make the assumption that the VA is still going to order compensation and pension exams. Why? Could be no reason at all. Could be literally that the VSR screwed up or was trying to boost his overall quality point rating, didn't even look at your claims file and just said, oh, Theo submitted a claim, boom, request C&P exams. back, neck, hip, psych. It could, there could be that much thought put into it, unfortunately. So to answer your question, I mean, there's really no rhyme or reason that we've seen. It varies based on the VA regional office, it varies based on the state Um, but there's really no rhyme or reason as to why some veterans are getting C&P exams and some aren't, even with DBQs, nexus letters, the full package. So it's ridiculous. Now, your question, though, about will the VA have to rate me based on the DBQs depends on how competent and credible the DBQs are. If the DBQ was absolutely submitted correctly, was signed and written and uh, signed off by a qualified certified medical examiner, Okay. Um, The VA doesn't need to do a range of motion exam. They've determined that's all they need. In theory, the DBQ should be enough for the increase and the C&P exam shouldn't matter. AKA you could, you could deny it. You could turn it down and not go. Now, in my opinion, there's a risk. The risk is what if the DBQ wasn't done hundred percent correctly? It's missing a nexus statement, it's missing a diagnosis, it's missing treatment dates, it didn't have a ROM evaluation, it wasn't signed, had the wrong address, the phone number was wrong. If there's a mistake on your documents and the VA rater looks at it and says, well, this isn't competent and credible, I can't use it for rating purposes, and you didn't show up at your C&P exam, guess what? You're screwed, (laughs) okay? So there is a bit of a risk, and so personally, I think vets should go to their C&P exam. But again, that's not... Legal advice, that's my opinion. Um, Can you talk briefly about the higher-level review? Yeah, so the higher-level review is awesome. (coughs) So uh, the VA Appeals and Modernization Act, of course, went into effect uh, in February of 2019, um, simplifying and streamlining the avenues that veterans have to uh, get their claims through the appeals process. We all know the old appeals process sucked. It was awful. It was archaic. It took forever. Um, Basically, veterans were stuck having to either reopen a claim or appeal to the board, which was taking years to try to get to the BVA. You now have the option to do a higher level review, an HLR, which in most offices are going to be looked at by somebody called a DRO, a decision review officer. They're awesome. They are truly the experts, the best of the best. They've got tons of years of experience in rating VA claims. Many of them are former raters. They're under a completely different chain of command in the approval authority of VA claims. Uh, And also in our opinion, they're more liberal, meaning you're more likely to get a favorable outcome, Chris, from a DRO in a higher level review than you are from a normal rater. So we love the higher level review. If you filed a claim with a VSO or an agent or an attorney um, and it came back either denied or underrated or partially denied and you want to fight it, turn around and higher level review it. Go HLR first. Um, You'll probably end up on the phone with a DRO sometimes in a week. Uh, We've heard of vets getting phone calls from a, a decision review officer in seven days or less from the time they submit their higher level review request. Which I think is amazing. So, what should you be prepared prepared for? Talk about your claim. Talk about why you HLR'd your OSA. Okay, maybe, maybe your situation is you, you filed the claim for obstructive sleep apnea secondary to PTSD and they denied service connection, you higher level review it, you end up on the phone with a DRO. You gotta be prepared to talk about him or, or to him or her, about why you think it's service connected. How was it caused or aggravated? by your PTSD. You know, hey, Mr. DRO, I had a, a Nexus letter. It's competent, it's credible, it's cited all the medical research and journal. Here's my diagnosis date of OSA. Here's my symptoms. This should be service-connected, okay? So I think you just need to be prepared to, uh, to talk about your case, okay? Um, Question, all right, here's another one for sleep apnea. I recently got denied... Um, didn't do anything other than a sleep study with a CPAP being described. How much will a nexus letter help? And it, is it likely to get that 50% rating? Absolutely. So Michael, the, the sleep apnea situations we see most commonly is a veteran will have a diagnosis of either OSA central mix, some type of sleep apnea. You have a CPAP machine, okay. Continuous positive airway pressure machine to help with your breathing Um, but the issue is you weren't diagnosed with sleep apnea until years after you left the service. So what we're seeing is the VA is denying service connection, basically stating, sorry, your sleep apnea is not due to your service. Maybe it's due to your weight gain, right? Which they're not going to say that in their rating letter, but that's probably what they want to tell you is, Hey, you're 30, 50 pounds overweight. Your BMI is above 25. It's possible that your sleep apnea is due to weight gain, not your service, okay? So they denied service connection. I think a Nexus letter is very likely to help you. Is it 100% slam dunk? No, right? I don't know your situation either, Um, but a medical Nexus letter, if it's competent and credible by a qualified uh, medical provider who've reviewed your case in detail and they can help service connect your sleep apnea claim. I think there's a very good chance uh, of you getting that service connected. Craig, you guys are excellent. I used your service um, from from submission to decision one month and 12 days. Went from 90% to 100% P and <laughs> Go VA Claims Insider. Awesome, man. That makes me happy, Craig. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you sharing that. And by the way, if you guys need help, go to VA Claims insiderelite.com, all right, Ron, what's up, Linda, oh my gosh, there's so many questions here, guys, I'm I'm not going to be able to answer all of them live, but I will go back um, to Facebook and YouTube uh, and do my best to answer some, okay, Brian is also an Air Force veteran, hoorah, awesome, go big blue, and you were in Kandahar, that's awesome, I was there in 2011, uh, from May to December 2011, Michael, I filed a secondary to PTSD. Okay, so that was talking about the OSA. Yeah, you're going to need a nexus letter. I've, I can't think of many situations I've seen or heard of where a veteran got OSA secondary to PTSD without a medical nexus letter. It's possible. I just haven't seen it. Okay. Uh, yep, correct. So here's a comment. No V8. VA- VACI cannot submit the claim for you. They can coach you how to do it. So we've got, we have training videos, guys, that literally teach you in about five minutes how you can prepare and submit your own claim on either eBenefits or va.gov. But we're not gonna do that for you, okay? Why? Because it's against the law, number one. Uh, Number two, we're not accredited agents. Okay, we're not accredited VSOs, we're not accredited claim agents, we're not accredited attorneys. We're sharing this information with you guys. You can either do it yourself or work with an accredited agent. But what we do is we connect you with our vetted uh, team of medical professionals for DBQs and nexus letters. So what's the result? You get a higher VA rating in less time, okay? Less hassle. Um, You do it right regardless of how many times you've been denied. Why do VA claims get denied? Two reasons. Not enough medical evidence no clear nexus. That's what we help you do. We help you overcome those two problems. Hey, Rochelle, she's awesome. Rochelle wears on. She is an amazing uh, military spouse. Uh, We helped her husband through early on when we were just getting started. Um, And she supports us now. She does so many uh, of our intake calls. She's sharing stuff on the blog. She's helping answer support questions. She's such a blessing. Um, Thank you, Rochelle. Love you. You're awesome um bum, bum, bum. how easy is it to sign up for elite very easy All Right, go to va claims insider it's a three-step intake you can be done in about two minutes okay um okay leslie how do you get around title 38 cfr 14629 requiring accreditation in order to assist in the preparation presentation or prosecution of a claim good question um easily we're not accredited agents number one so we're not bound to that and number two we don't do that okay we do not prepare present or prosecute claims for veterans we don't prepare their claim we don't file their claim we don't represent veterans for claims um, we don't have power of attorney okay so um, we share information freely inside of our membership programs for those who become members And then we connect them with qualified medical providers for DBQs and nexus letters. Okay, and then we get compensated for that medical evidence and for the connection and our program, okay? Hopefully that makes sense. But I know there's a lot of confusion out there. was, okay, well, are you guys accredited? No, we're not. We're very clear about that. We are not accredited VSOs, agents or attorneys, and we do not represent you in that capacity. If you're looking for somebody to file your claim, that's not us okay um, Holly, what if your outside doctor refile second diagnosis? What if you had an outside doctor diagnose and they deny it? Do you refile and get a second diagnosis with the VA um, I, david i I question again I don't know your situation, so I question whether the VA denied your claim because of the diagnosis from an outside provider. What more likely happened is that you were denied service connection. Okay. They couldn't find the nexus. So even though you had a diagnosis from an outside doctor, um, they couldn't confirm how it was caused or made worse by your active duty service or by another service connected disability. Okay. Uh let's see. Okay, man. There's so many questions. You guys are awesome. Omar, Mina, Randy, hey, Antonio, how's it going? Champ VA, oh, look at that. Yeah, there's a, the VA caregiver program. Thank you, absolutely. Mark in Miami, Sarah, Mark, man, these guys, this is so awesome. Like we've still, we've still got almost 200 people on live, which is just wild. Um, I love doing these, which by the way, guys, we go live. Our med team goes live every Monday. A member of our team goes live every Tuesday. I go live every Wednesday. And then inside of our mastermind group, if you become a member, um, we've got Friday night hangouts with the VC experience. So literally, when you come into VA Claims Insider, you are getting an entire army. You are getting a community of disabled veterans who are fighting the same battles you're fighting right now. We do this together. We become personal friends. We fight together. We cry together. We live together in a community. We hang out all the time right? I don't know about you, but a lot of veterans struggle. They don't have personal relationships. They don't have friends. That's part of what we do in our community is we build each other up. We're there for each other. Okay. And we're dang near going live with you guys almost every day of the week, which is absolutely incredible. I'm so proud of our team um, in the lives that we're changing. Okay. Okay. Um, oh my gosh, I'm <laughs> scrolling through these questions. You guys are crazy, man. Jody, can you talk about secondary claims? Now, Joe, I've got uh, a couple blog posts and um, Leah from our med team um, did a video called Secondary Service Connection Secrets. I recommend you watching that. Hey, Jody here for the first time. Welcome. We do this all the time. So welcome aboard. Hey, Jacinto. Dylan, amen. Um, so the VA can come back around. I'll answer one more question here. Kelvin's. So the VA can come back around and lower ratings after they are rated. Yes, they can, right? Unless you're P&T, by law, the VA can always reevaluate. They could uh, reexamine your claim and potentially lower your VA rating, okay? Um, so what do you need to do? You need to keep going to your exams. You need to keep getting help, okay? Um, and if your conditions did get, do improve, you gotta be honest about it. If your conditions improved, You've made significant strides. The right thing to do is to be honest about it, okay? So, Kelvin, yes. The answer is the VA can come 100% percent p and okay? All right, guys. Brian Reese here, the VA Claims Insider, Air Force Service Stable veteran, out from Austin, Texas. I love you guys. I'm going to try to answer as many other questions as I can on Facebook and on YouTube, so drop comments below, um, and we'll talk to you again real soon, okay?